Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. As I was talking about semiconductors, how we need to compete with China, and we do need to compete with China, and competing with China isn't as daunting of a task as people try to make it out to be. All you have to do is do the work. You can't leave it to China to build your medicines, to, I should say, to manufacture your medicines. You got to manufacture them right here in the United States. Don't tell me about your environmental this, that, or whatever. That's not an argument. In order to ensure the safety and security of a nation, you need to create your drugs at home. That's not me saying that you shouldn't have some supply going on and manufacturing going on in India or, or, or another nation. You should have multiple spots in case something goes wrong in one place. You've got the other place. But you can't not have it in the United States. And anybody says, well, if we're going to engage production facilities, well, look at the economic uh, or the environmental impact. The environmental impact is an inconsequential conversation. I'll have this with any so-called environmentalist, which is to say uh, a radical. Conservationists, those are my people. Environmentalists, woo! Those are the humans are parasites people. You might want to rethink your... uh, your connections, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, always a pleasure. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Maybe producer Ari will take a call today. Maybe, you know that, you know I want to talk to you. It's producer Ari who's who's keeping you from me. That's who he is. That's the kind of man he is. But we can't be saying to ourselves, we can't build facilities to build and and manufacture the drugs that we design. Remember, we design them here. We have to build them here. Oh, we can't build them because of environmental impact. No, if we don't have the drugs, we don't have a society. The drugs keep people alive. They keep people healthy. They keep people out of pain. Your issue is your perceived conversation about CO2. Did you see the latest from Michael Mann? Michael Mann is the guy who invented the hockey stick. The the whole um, idea of here here's where global warming is going up, and and the hockey stick has been just uh, uh, obliterated, just absolutely taken apart. That the hockey stick was was mythology. So much of his of his conversations are, are mythology. It's it's all ideological all the time. Remember, that's who he is. He had a he had a, a something lately that what we need to do is bring our carbon emissions down to zero. Zero. What what, what do you what do you mean bring carbon emissions down to zero? How in the world? Why in the world? Would you bring a carbon emission down to to zero? You mean not have anything happening? Not have any uh, type of growth? N- n- none of it? That's um, that's one hell of a take. That's one hell of a theory that we should not engage, uh, and we should have zero emissions. You're never going to create a zero emissions world. I think you could be smart. 
I think you can invent better technologies. I have no problem with wind or, or solar. You just can't run a country on them. So stop thinking you can run a country on them. But when we talk about environmentalists, this is what we're talking about. People who go to the most radical of extremes, who don't talk about how you do things in a smart way, in a, in a way that creates value, that, that betters all of our lives. No, they believe that the, 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 the answer is you shouldn't run your air conditioning. This is how they play it. This is who they are. Without the ability to stay alive, what society do we have? The answer is we don't have one. Thus, we need to be able to manufacture the drugs here in the United States. We must be able to manufacture the semiconductors here in the United States. It's what's necessary. Stop telling me about, well, you can't because if the environmentalists had their way, you would never have been able to build the Hoover Dam. You would not have been able to build the Empire State Building. None of it. They're not decent, good people. They're not providing us a better life. They actually want to keep us from the better life. Their argument is, yeah, but. And our argument is, yeah, that's the difference. They always have something, some reason why you shouldn't be able to have access to a drug that keeps you or your Mima alive. They've got some reason why uh, somehow the things that we utilize in technology, we shouldn't have anymore, you know, because it'll be better for us. And then, of course, they pat us on the head and say, you'll thank us. You'll thank us later. This happens time and time again. We've, we've, we've all seen it. But the real reason why we need to have our own, build our own, create our own, is because China cannot be trusted. Not now, not ever. There is never a moment where China can be trusted. There was a story about Huawei. H-U-A-W-E-I, they wanted to be the ones who were uh, controlling um, the, the, the 5G of, of, of America and, and of the world. 5G is the Internet of Things. And if you allow China to control the protocols, China can decide to throttle what they want to throttle and allow what they want to allow. And, of course, they will have control of everything. In a CNN exclusive... CNN, FBI investigation determined Chinese-made Huawei equipment could disrupt U.S. nuclear arsenal communications. Well, that's right. They wanted to build, in 2017, an ornate Chinese garden at the National Arboretum. Temples, pavilions, a 70-foot white pagoda... Local officials were like, this is awesome. They saw the tourism dollars. Then U.S. counterintelligence began digging in. The pagoda would be strategically placed on one of the highest points in D.C., just two miles from the U.S. Capitol. 
which would be a great spot for Signal's intelligence collection. Chinese officials wanted to build a pagoda with materials shipped to the United States in diplomatic pouches, which means U.S. custom officials couldn't examine them. Holy crap. This is the story of the Confucius Institutes. So on college campuses, and there were people like Congressman Jim Banks, and there have been others who have uh, really pushed against this, and you've seen some of them go by the wayside. They have these Confucius Institutes, so paid for by the Chinese government to really teach about Chinese culture. What they actually do are they, they are uh, centers by which if you were to discuss, for example, China's treatment of Uyghur Muslims, you would be told that you're being a bigot and a racist and they would try and shut you up and you're just anti-Chinese and that's what they would do. It was about keeping people from engaging in conversations of honesty while pushing Chinese propaganda. Sorry, Chinese Communist Party propaganda. We always have to make sure we're talking about this properly. Your neighbor might be Chinese. Totally lovely. Hey, how are you doing? Members of the Chinese Communist Party, all liars, all murderers, and none of them should ever be given rights of a U.S. citizen. Not a one. Zero. No member of the Chinese Communist Party should have rights in the United States, so much so that no member of the Chinese Communist Party or connected thereto should be allowed to own land or businesses in the United States. You've heard me say this before. I've said this. I mean it. I have no one to apologize to at all. I'm 100% accurate. I'll take this conversation on with anyone, anywhere, anytime. Gordon Chang, writing in Newsweek expropriate China-owned farmland in America. Well, this sounds like a repeat of the story I just told you, but it's not. This story is about a group called the Fufeng Group of Shandong Province. They're a Chinese food processing company, and they purchased 300 acres in North Dakota for $2.6 million, and they want to build a $700 million processing plant. The guy who sold the land is like, uh, what's the problem? The problem is the land is very close by to the Grand Forks Air Force Base. As is described, the backbone of all U.S. military communications across the globe. As was reported in early July, Chinese companies' purchase of North Dakota farmland raises national security concerns in Washington, and so it should. China, which wouldn't allow you to own anything in China, you know that getting into China is very easy. It's the getting out that's the issue. When you're trying to leave China, that's when they say, whoa, 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 not so fast. Why don't you answer a few questions for us? Until you answer questions to their satisfaction, they don't let you leave. You're a prisoner in China until you've answered the questions. You think Americans own any businesses in China? No, China owns all the businesses and they just let these Americans operate until the moment they have to seize the company or take the company or they've stolen everything they can steal from the company because all communists are liars and all communists are thieves and they steal. This is who they are. This is what they do. This is not a debate. I know that we've got a couple of commie pinko no good nicks who listen to the show because they like getting angry at me. Whatever, that's their problem. You know, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm only trying to help them. But if communists think they're good, they don't know anything. Communism has never inspired anything except a prayer for a quick and painless death. 
capitalism has created everything the world has ever seen. Capitalism one, communism zero. Unless, of course, you're talking about uh, the amount of deaths caused, and then uh, communism, hundreds of millions, capitalism, well, there may have been an accident on a factory floor. Just the facts. Just the facts as presented. China cannot be trusted. China's every plan in every way is how they dismantle and destroy the United States. And one of the things we cannot do is give them opportunities. We must take opportunities away from them. And that involves remembering that Chinese communist officials are not American citizens and they don't have rights. And who cares if they sue? I don't care. Stop caring. Chinese Communist Party members, people who live in mainland China, cannot own property in the United States. They cannot own farms. They cannot own homes. They cannot own apartments. They cannot own apartment buildings. They cannot own office buildings. They can own nothing. They can come visit, spend their money. They can't own. They can't own businesses. No parts of of professional sports teams, no parts of entertainment venues, zero. You can come visit. And if we were people who were really smart, let's do away with student visas for China. Tell the university, sorry, you're going to have to find another way to get that full fair dollar. It's not incumbent upon us to risk the national security of the United States so you could have another couple of professors living on Easy Street. Tell them to work for a living. You have to build the drugs in the United States because you can't trust China. And you have to build the semiconductors in the United States because you can't trust China. Japan knows this. Taiwan knows this. That's why they're diversifying out. You're seeing companies leave China. They see the writing on the wall. They know it's a bad, bad time. And these are bad people. These commies can't be trusted. Now we just have to make it official. Now you can argue that it would keep it under the radar. Why do we have to cause a fight? Fight's going to come. We don't have to cause it. Let them get to it. Let's just say no to these things. Well, I'm cool with that. I'd be cool with that. The problem is you allowed China to buy these acres of farmland. You allowed them to purchase 300 acres. Well, that's 300 acres that has to be utilized as farmland. I mean, we do have rules, actually, about those things, about how these lands are used. You can't let them even buy it. You can't let them control it. You can't put it in that level of, of, of limbo or question. Gordon Chang says expropriate, which is what Hugo Chavez did all across uh, Venezuela. Oh, well, the government's going to own this company and that company. They don't know how to run the damn companies. I am not discussing such a thing. I am discussing the threat of communist China and how it must be stopped. And it starts by recognizing that they're not American citizens. They don't have rights. And who cares what they complain about? National security is everything. And if they don't like it, oh, well, what are you going to do? Well, they're going to stop trading with us. No, they're not. No, they're not. You really think they've got the market in Russia and Iran that they have in the United States? <laughs> sure. No, go to it. Let's see what happens. I don't argue it wouldn't hurt us. Oh, it hurt like a mother. I argue we could get through it. 
going to take some leadership. Going to take some real leadership. We don't have that just yet. But I'm very pleased to see that we do have some people in leadership paying attention and not allowing China to move forward. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So late night TV, as we know, is a cesspool. Doesn't have to be. They just choose not to be funny. They choose to be political. It's like when guys in sports radio talk about politics. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? They people want to hear about sports. From late night hosts, they don't want to hear you yelling and screaming about one person and engaging in insanity. Everybody gets skewered. Do some fun interviews. Go home. Count your millions. That's the deal. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So when I hear something from a late night host that's funny, I mean, it should be shared. And this is the second time Jimmy Fallon's done it, but good on him. Very much appreciate him going down this road. Hey, welcome. Uh, let's get to some news, guys. Look, at the past five days, President Biden has been isolating with COVID. And today, his doctor said that his symptoms are now almost completely resolved. Yeah, that's great. Biden staff was like, just to be safe, let's keep him isolated until 2025. <laughs> I'm happy for the president, because usually when you hear the words Biden and viral, it's because he fell up the stairs. And you go, how do you do that? Those are two good jokes. One about the reality of a situation, the other one that he's a klutz. He falls up the stairs, he falls down uh, uh, on the bike. By the way, I, on, on that one, I feel for him. He got his foot was stuck in the pedal. It's it's the kind of shoe. It clips in. It's sure it's happened to a lot of people. It just happened to him. If nothing else had ever happened to him, it'd be like, okay, he fell. But because everything else he does is just this ridiculousness, it's. I, I mean, people take they they take photos at the spot of them laying down on the ground. It's crazy. Crazy. What's going on there? I, I I do. To an extent, I feel for the guy. But he brought so much of this on himself. Incredible. There's a story of a teenager who punched a cop. There's a story of 500,000 missing people to border. And then, why isn't Jelaine Maxwell breaking rocks via forced labor? I've got all those stories. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. In prison, dinner was always a big thing. We had a pasta course, and then we had a meat or a fish. Paulie did the prep work. He was doing a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor, and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. That scene of Paul Sorvino slicing the garlic with the razor, I mean, that's a classic. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's so good to be with you. Paul Sorvino, dead at the age of 83. Goodfellas, law and order. And I didn't know this. He lived in Indiana. I have no idea where he lived in Indiana. 
If I had known Paul Sorvino was in Indiana, I would have gone searching. Does anybody know where he lived? I mean, I'm not going to go by the man's house. I'm not going to bother anybody. Just saying, I just, I, di- I didn't know. Give the man his privacy. I'm, uh, dude, calm yourself down, producer Ari. By the way, that's Ray Liotta and Paul Sorvino in a matter of months. Oh, that is awful. Oh, Sorvino was good. Sorvino was perfect. You want to talk about a great example of, of acting where less is more? Sorvino in Goodfellas is a great, great example of that. Gone at the age of 83. That is a, that is a dang shame right there. There was a shooting at Love Field Airport in Dallas. So the story goes that this woman walks into the airport. She goes to the bathroom, changes her clothes into a hoodie and some other stuff, comes out, heads towards a ticket desk and starts shooting. Police were able to stop her. She's not dead. She's 37, and the claim is that uh, someone got fired. It was a boyfriend. I don't know if it's a husband. I don't know what the story is. And she was upset about it. And so she went in uh, to, I don't know, revenge, retribution. She actually pointed her firearm at a cop, this according to the Dallas Morning News. Facing a charge of aggravated assault against a public servant. That's it? That's the only thing she's charged with? Shots fired at the Southwest Airlines ticket counter? Making comments about her husband? She also claims her husband is uh, Chris Brown. The rapper. Right there. It's just just saying saying what is. She supposedly shouted, I'm going to blow this blank up. Pulled out a gun, shot twice at the ceiling. Officer in uniform gave loud verbal commands. She pointed her gun at the officer. The officer fired multiple times, striking her in her lower extremities. She was in stable condition as of yesterday. Don't tell me the Second Amendment's the problem. Not listening. Not listening to liars. Not listening to frauds. Not listening to people who won't have the conversation honestly. You have to just accept the fact that culturally something is broken. Maybe multiple things are broken. Something is in the culture that needs to be extricated. Something is not in the culture that needs to be introduced. That's the story. There's also the idea of just some crazy people. But we see these things happen way too often. I don't know if I just want to put it onto the idea of, well, they're just crazy. Well, they're just mentally ill. I want to ask if we are exacerbating an issue. 
the harder conversation. Agreed. Let me give you an issue that's being exacerbated. University of Michigan graduating some medical students. They're going to be the new doctors. Whole new crop of doctors coming in. Now, medicine, as we know, is not um, immune to wokeness. There are doctors out there who actually believe you should be treating people regardless of their sex or regardless of their sexual orientation, regardless of their skin color. Except uh, white Jewish men and black Christian women may have, based on uh, their history, based on culture, based on um, a series of things, different needs that have to be looked at differently. I didn't say you should be rude to either one. I didn't say you should be rude to either one. I said that you may be looking for things in a black Christian woman that are different than in a white Jewish man. And I don't want doctors treating everybody the same. I want them utilizing their knowledge to engage in the treatment properly for the person in front of them. I don't want your wokeness. I want you to actually be engaged in medicine. If X, then Y doesn't change. Well, it's X, then Y, but maybe that, that's, that's not being sensitive to their needs. Sensitive to my needs? Bitch, which pill keeps me alive? That's the question. Everything else is insane. Sensitive to my needs, I lived for a while in Tampa, Florida. Now, this did not happen to me, of course, and um, uh, this uh, did, did not um, uh, happen to anybody I know. But when I lived in Tampa, Florida, there was a story of someone going in to a hospital for an amputation, and they took the wrong leg. Was it the wrong foot? It's one of those. E either way, you're like, what the hell? And so people started writing on themselves that they were going in for a surgery like this. Not this arm. Do not amputate this leg. Was the doctor insulted? Don't care. Was it somehow bigoted if the doctor was black and said the doctor was white? Stop it. People wanted to make sure you knew, hey, this is the leg we're talking about. Leave this one alone. Think You think the feelings of the doctor even mattered slightly? They don't. We have got this thing about feelings, this radicalizing about feelings, not only uh, protecting other people's feelings. Well, of course, unless you don't like them. You know, if they're, if they're a conservative radio host, oh, ah, you can say about them anything you want. But we've got this idea that we have to share, share so much about ourselves and we have to say things in a way to protect other people's feelings because if we don't go super woke, how will they know that we care? Uh, good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And now, 
I don't know why you you felt the need. Uh, who who was she uh, uh, sharing herself with? People who are listening, uh, people who are maybe sight impaired. Okay, your pronouns matter. Your pronouns don't matter. I look. I, I question whether or not it's generational. But when I see people on LinkedIn sharing their pronouns, those are people I don't want to hire. You're making me question whether or not I want to work with you. Now, LinkedIn will tell you it's just the opposite. Putting your pronouns is very helpful to to business owners who may be looking to hire because they know how to approach you. No. No, 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 no. It's a business. I'm not hiring friends. I'm not hiring friends. I'm hiring people who can do the job. And I don't need to know anything more about their social life or their personal life other than that. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be mean. You just have to do the job that you've been hired for, and that's what you get paid for, and thank you very much. It's transactional. And I don't see the issue. So, no, I don't want to know your pronouns. And the idea that you would share your pronouns with me means to me that you care about things that don't matter, that don't have focus. Well, it's how I like need to be appreciated. You get appreciated with the paycheck. You get appreciated when nobody screams at you. If I have a demand that the work be done by five o'clock and that puts too much pressure on you, am I not appreciating you? Because that's the argument you're making when you tell me I have to know your pronouns. You're telling me not to hire you. These doctors, these doctors at the University of Michigan decided they didn't like the choice of a pro-life doctor as the ceremony's keynote speaker, so they walked out of the school's white coat ceremony. They're a doctor. They happen to be pro-life. Then, students who wanted to cancel the speech submitted a petition claiming that the choice of her as speaker made them, quote, doubt whether the school will continue to advocate for reproductive rights. Now, we're, of course, having this conversation in Indiana. I'm going to share more on that later. I'll have more on that this week. Are you telling me doctors are only allowed to think one way? If so, congratulations, future Americans. You're screwed. Doctors are only allowed to think one way. Only allowed to think in the woke way. Only allowed to think in the accepted, prescribed way. Doesn't really lead to good medicine, now does it? These aren't doctors. You get treated by one of these people, I'll be amazed if you come out alive. Amazed. Not every doctor is some abortion-loving freak, which is how you are describing yourself when you walk out. Don't get angry with me. I'm not name-calling. You are explaining yourself, showing yourself. The school's dean, Dr. Runge, R-U-N-G-E, refused to disinvite her, said, quote, critical importance of diversity of personal thought and ideas, which is foundational to academic freedom and excellence. That is a doctor. That's who I want to see about my prostate issues. Uh, Full disclosure, I don't actually have prostate issues. Oh, Um, thank God you mentioned that. I'm, I'm good. I was really wondering. I was. I'm. I'm. I'm actually. Uh, that. That. That part is fine. Yeah. I'm. 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 I'm solid. Gross. Yeah. It's all. 
it's all it's all working out uh, really, really, really well. Thank goodness. Just want to see how much more awkward I can make this. This is the this is peak. Is this peak? Am I in it? It's all downhill from here. I you're in it. <laughs> you're in it. <laughs> you did say that. So uh, they walk out. We really do have a serious issue with culture. We do have a rot in society. The the lack of decency, the lack of of recognizing uh, your 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 job. I mean, let me ask you: Will these doctors will they treat patients who are pro life? Do no harm. Yeah, but 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 they don't favor abortion, so uh, I, I'll harm myself if I treat them. So they have to die so I can feel good about me. There's a teenager who was in a fight with a cop in New York. He jumped a turnstile. The cop stopped him. They get into a fight. He starts beating up on the cop. He's 16 years old. He gets arrested. He was released on his own recognizance. But he had been previously arrested for carrying a firearm. So this is a guy that New York releases on his own recognizance as if somehow that's not a problem. But the real problem is, is that this kid had no, no compulsion with punching a police officer. Cultural rot. These kids have been taught the cops are bad. Cops are ugly. Cops are dirty. All cops are bastards. Every cop is a, is a terrorist. And if they're black, the cop was black in this case and the suspect black in this case. Oh, it doesn't matter because if you put on the blue, you stop being black. You Somehow the color of your skin doesn't exist anymore. Your experiences, your real world reality, gone because you're a cop. Cultural rot is what it is what it is. And until we confront it and start fixing it, we're going to have more of these problems. By the way, if you're one of the doctors, if you know any of these doctors who walked out on the white coat ceremony, please, I want to know names so I know never to go to them. I wouldn't trust them with my life. No how. I'm Tony Katz. So according to Twitter, Paul Sorvino resided in Madison, Indiana, which is right there on the Ohio River between Cincinnati and Louisville. So that's that's where he was. Now now I'm on Realtor.com looking at houses over there. I'm like, I get it. And there have been a couple celebrities who have decided this is the, the type of area. They're getting out of Hollywood. They're getting out of the insanity. And, and this is the kind of place that they're going to. I don't... The serenity, the silence, the... The, the the non-insanity, I I can approve of all of that. You think there was good Italian food? Because if there's good Italian food, well then, right, I can do the show from anywhere, producer Ari. Doesn't your wife make the best Italian food? Oh, my wife is world class. Then, yeah, you can do the show any, for, for anywhere. All right, so uh, there, there's a 60-acre lot for sale. But if I'm not going to live on the river, right? To be that close and not live on the river, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think you'd have to. And then you, you got to be on the Indiana side, right? Not going to be on the Kentucky side. Wait, do I want to be on the Kentucky side? Oh, I've got so many questions now. But I love the fact that 
Like people, you know, they're living their lives. They're living as they want to live. They're not going to get told how to do it. They, they know what they want. I, I love those people. I absolutely, positively love those people. Remember, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anybody else. Super important to remember. Find it all at TonyCats.com. You can find me on Twitter, Tony Katz, Instagram, Tony Katz. But TonyCats.com is the place to go. This is Tony Katz today.